What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. Today we have a special guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man? What position you play, uh, where you're from, and uh, your high school? All right, all right. Well, I'm Sean Kidd. I was born in Texas, uh, raised in Colorado. I go to Rocky Mountain High School, class of 2021. I play running back. Nice. You know I already got to ask because I'm a Texas kid. But where in Texas were you born? Houston, sir. Adopted Uh, out I got you. I got you. I was born in Dallas, so I feel you. Okay. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. All right. So we're going to get into it. Um, We ask everyone this, honestly, that comes onto the podcast. But first things first, what is your favorite uh, sports experience or memory while playing so this is like a memory you have that uh you participated in you know you were you were a player and uh, you participated in it and it doesn't have to be football could be any sport honestly all right well shoot i started playing football eighth grade year so pretty late and my sophomore year kind of made a difference on rocky's football team kick some ass and earn that starting spot you know and we went to kentucky that year and all the varsity team went. We had about six sophomores start that game, Dang. which is crazy. But, yeah, that's probably got to be my best experience, my favorite experience with sports. Um, it was Bowling Green, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. We went there, played South Warren High School, got absolutely smacked. But, you know, <laughs> it, it was good. It was a good for experience, stuff like that. We got to check out, like, the Cor- Corvette Convention Center and stuff like that. But that's that got to be my favorite experience. For sure, that's dope, man. Nice. And then uh, the other question we have here is, what? So, what's your favorite like sport viewing experience? So, like, you were a fan, you weren't really playing in it, and this could be like, um, like a sport experience where you're either watching on TV or you're in person, whichever, you know, on any level. Yes, sir. Well, shoot, I've been to NBA games, NFL games, all sorts of games. My personal favorite experience that I've been watching is is my freshman year of high school. And it was a homecoming game against our rivalry, Pooter. And the, this coach's kid, he's special teams. They're about to kick a field goal to win the game. Lines up. Everybody's hyped, doing the band. Uh, but we line up. They line up to kick the field goal. And, and the kid's name is Dalton Schroeder. He lines up and just absolutely blocks the hell out of the kick. And <laughs> everybody went livid and got all hyped. But he ran it down the field, and I don't know. That's got to be the best experience that I had watching. Yeah, that motiv- motivated me from then on to just like want to be on special teams. Like shows that every every position and play in football is important. You know. For sure, for sure. That's always an exciting moment. When I, whenever you win a close game like that, and for it to end uh, like that, that's that's always insane. You know. You already know it's going to pop off. (laughs) All right, man. So um, real quick, before we get uh, too far into this, I just want to throw this out there. So you did not make our top five list. But after looking at your film and all that, I'm going to be honest, you probably deserve a spot on the list. And you're easily an honorable mention. Like, I'm not going to lie. I love your game. I think you're a heck of a player and whatnot for sure. Um, you, you're probably one of the most versatile. So with all that being said, you know, let's, let's get into football, right? So who do you model your game after? Is there like a guy out there that you're like, yeah, you know, that's, that's me in a couple years, you know? Yes, sir. I do. There's actually three running backs, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and then Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders created the moves in the open field to just 
break down defenders and make it hard to tackle and that's that's not my special ability that's not my key thing but I kind of just like run through people like Derek Henry and that's what I go to is truck first and then move second but that's definitely what I've been working on is my my foot speed and my firing ability with my feet and moves in the open field but yeah Dalvin Cook and just his explosiveness with when he gets past that secondary level and just torches defenses so that's what I try to do and that's who I try to model my game after yeah man for sure and i see a lot of that honestly <clears throat> so that makes sense um it's interesting because those <laughs> those three running backs aren't exactly like super alike like style to style but i feel like that fits you best you know because you're kind of that all-around guy and so uh, with that being said you know what was your reaction to our evaluation of your game i personally took on your film so i guess it's my evaluation but um what was your reaction to that well, Simon, I think you guys at Playmakers Corner do a great job. And personally, for my interview, I was <laughs> I was smiling the whole time, you know. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you guys doing that out here in northern Colorado. It's hard to get out there. But, yeah, I think you guys do a great job. I've been watching the other uh, evaluations you do on other players, and you really break it down. Uh, in, a, in my interview or in my breakdown, you talked about wanting to see me being released out of the backfield more and, like, mm -hmm. run routes. And yeah, Rocky and we're run heavy, run heavy school. And sure. I personally thought we could have done that more too. So for you to notice that just off watching and breaking down the film was, I was like, okay, these guys know what they're talking about, you know? And I think you guys are doing a good job. Thank you. Appreciate that. No, thank you, man. And yeah, honestly, like you, so you didn't get a chance to run a lot of those routes out the backfield. Uh, I mean, it, when you did, it was like swing routes. So it wasn't like it was like, you know, like corners or outs or anything crazy. But honestly, just from seeing your film, like I think you have one of the most reliable hands out there. The first play that kind of comes to mind here is it was on your highlight reel. The quarterback didn't throw the best ball and it was kind of, it was really low. Like it was at your shins and all that. And you like caught it with your hands and finessed it. And then you went, you know, and that was, that was a big time play for me. And so it wasn't that, I don't think you can catch up the backfield. Like I said, I think you can. It's just, I don't think you were given those opportunities like you could, you know? So, all right, man. So uh, you did mention looking at some of the other guys we do breakdowns are on. So uh, did you get to listen to that top five running backs list? Yeah, I did. I did. I don't recall the top fives ahead of me, but, you know, I kind of just shake that off to me. But <laughs> I did watch that. I got you, man. Have you got the chance to look at uh, any of the other guys like the film or anything like that? I'm sure you might have competed against some of them as well. Yeah, running back wise, wide receiver wise, or just all your breakdowns. Oh, uh, running back wise. Um, uh, not so much running back wise. I've been keeping up with you pretty recently about those wide receivers, how you did that Fairview, those mm -hmm. Fairview collabs, and then I don't know. I played against Braden Wood. Who else? I've played against a fair amount of players you've evaluated. But what was the question again, Simon? Oh, it's just, have, have you just got a chance to look at them and see, uh, you know, just see what they could do? I mean, obviously, you've seen them up close, so. <laughs> yes, sir. Not so much running back-wise, but as far as your other evaluations, I've kept close to those. I got you, man. Hey, we appreciate that support, too, always, man. <laughs> yeah. 
right. So with that being said, let's let's get down into it. So I want to I want to get your opinion on this because you already know my opinion. Um, and if y'all are listening and you don't know my opinion, go ahead and listen to that. I forgot which episode. I think it's episode 19 or 18. You're on the first uh, group of requests there. But uh, so. What I want to ask you is what are like two or three qualities in your opinion that separates you from other running backs in the state? My speed and my strength. You know, I don't meet many other kids that are putting up the numbers in the weight room that I'm putting up and I 440 speed, you know, put me, uh, mm-hmm. put me on that for you track and with a timer, I'll show you what I got. Uh, my numbers in the weight room is just kind of, I've been putting up high numbers since since sophomore year really since I really got into that starting position at Iraqi and I I put all my def- effort into that weight room all all my effort onto that field and ever since then I've seen my numbers go up uh shoot I'm like benching 285 for the three reps squatting almost 500 deadlifting 500 I mean shoot that's what I think separates me from a lot of people in the state of Colorado yeah, I personally, I personally pick on DBs just because I, I haven't found a DB that's as strong as me or that tackles me, and I get up and like, whoo. Yeah. No, I got you. That's what I think separates me from the rest of the running backs in Colorado. Yeah, man, for sure, and that's very apparent in your game. So right here, um, I, I kind of wanted to run this by you too, but like, you're listed at five ten one ninety. I'm going to be honest, I don't think you're 190. I think you might be even a little heavier the way you'd be playing out there. Like, I feel like you'd be running, not not that yourself, but, like, with your physicality, you'd be running, like, a 5'10", 200, 200-plus 200 pound uh, kind of running back. Is that accurate there, or are you actually a 190 guy? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm a 190 guy, but, uh, shoot, with the, with the right program, I'm always willing to, to get bigger and grow you know but For sure. with, with being with speed being my main my main point in my game i just not trying to get too heavy and keep that speed For sure. as as possible okay okay yeah no for sure i get that but yeah no you're definitely you, you have a very solid blend and i don't doubt there's some guys that me and cody both doubt like their lifts and stuff because you know they listed on then we get it like you're try- you're trying to recruit or you're trying to go somewhere and you know put yourself out there but i think you're you're a legit like heavyweight out there for sure with some speed so um that's that, that's what i saw a lot i think and this is a big tip out to all the running backs out there um first off you organized your film really well so that was really easy to watch but i love the part where you included like your uh in between the tackle runs and it was just in between the tackles like power running and it showed a lot there honestly um it really helped me out with my evaluation to be honest because it showed that you're willing to like bruise in between the tackles and like i said you weren't just getting like two or three or four or five yards right you were gashing like 10 to 15 yards on halfback dive (laughs) which is which is insane you know so definitely kudos to you but all that being said, let's talk about this offseason, right? So, uh, well, first off, as of right now, you, you haven't committed yet, correct? No, sir. Zero offers on the table. Zero offers. Well, <laughs> to all those colleges out there, hey, pick this dude up, man. Come on now. You know, y'all sleeping. That's crazy. Okay. Well, with that being said, so offers or not, what are some things that you are going to make a point of working on this off season or you've already made a point on uh point of working on this off season uh 
some points I've been working on so far is my my foot firing speed, and mm -hmm. I really just want to work on that so I can improve my my moves in the open field. I have the biggest smile on my face when I watch Barry Sanders break down those defenders and just right. absolutely run run for a touchdown or run for an 80 yard run. Like that's what I want to do because I know I can I know I can bulldoze the people. I know I can truck people, but those moves in the open field at that heavy weight of 200 plus pounds that's what i want to be good at and just excel at as far as off season and like workouts just typical stuff is like getting strong working out keeping that cardio up mm -hmm. just trying to separate yourself from other players around because you know if you're not they're they're working out every day so you'll fall sure. behind if you don't gain yeah no, for sure, man. And um, I, I like that you said that because on my scouting report here, uh, I also said in the breakdown, I said I'd like to see you work on uh, your footwork and get a little bit quicker there because like just straight up as a running back, like you're great. You know, you get into open space and whatnot like plenty of times. But I do think, you know, there, there are some plays where you could have broken down a defender a little bit better or give them a little bit more of a wiggle. And so, you know, that's just some that's some improvement there because you know obviously you don't want to leave any points or yards on the um on the scoreboard that you can't get right so uh that's good to hear about that and then i think i mentioned blocking i don't think it's that big of a deal because you're definitely big enough but uh personally i just like you to be a little bit more consistent like you know engaging defenders be careful about like throwing your shoulder into a guy and whatnot like really like get in there especially like I guess maybe not linebackers, but like if it's a DB, like, you know, really get him. You know what I mean? Because I think you can for sure. Um, not obviously not only on the high school level, but on the next level as of right now, to be honest. So that's kind of what I like to see there. But Cody, go ahead and uh, go on with your questions. Take it away. Sweet. Thanks, Simon. So I just want to echo everything that Simon has said up until this point. And uh, especially about looking at the measurables and intangibles, you know, there's some guys where we watch film and it's like, this dude doesn't run a four, six, like, no way. This, this guy does not run a four, six. If he did, he had the wind at his back, pushing him forward or something. And the coaches were being a little friendly with the timer, but we don't have those doubts with you at all. And the, the, you know, it's just one of those things where you, you can see the speed in the film or you can see the strength in the film. So I guess I'm also going to take this time in the interview to say to any younger players, don't be dishonest because scouts are going to see right through your false numbers. Be, yes. be like our boy Sean here and put those real numbers and then back them up with your play on the field. But anyways, I guess, you know, I talking about, you said zero offers on the table, which is blasphemous in my opinion with Facts. the skill level that you have and what you play at, I guess what, what has the recruiting journey kind of looked like? Have you been talked to by any schools? And I guess, what are some things that you've learned through like, you know, not having offers up until this point that you wish you knew before you got into kind of like looking at that next level ball? The recruiting process has been hectic. It's been full of ups and downs, happies and sads. And it's been a roller coaster, really. It started off really taken off his sophomore year i went on an unofficial visit at ceu was getting pamphlets from k-state colorado state universities just all the local schools you know and i don't know that was all fun you know i was like i'm going d1 i'm about to get an offer on the table i'm starting as a sophomore i thought i had all my chips laid out and 
it just kept happening just only pamphlets no no cause or anything except from like i don't know far schools that are d2 d3 i don't want to go to or like csu pueblo which i'm not overlooking it's just they're not trying to offer me any money so i'm i need some money on the table to go but i don't know it's been fun I, it's definitely made some connections and met some new people but it's taught me that that i don't know it's taught me that you can put yourself in the position and and put yourself in a position to be where you want to go but you also have people have to have people the right people around you to get you to that position and have connections to where you want to go because i don't know i see kids that have offers and i'm like okay wow well where's mine where's my love mm-hmm. and they were in northern colorado as well and it's like not like my grades are awful they're not bad at all i have a two seven gpa you know it's kids get offered with that gpa all the time that is an emphasis for those kids listening keep up on your grades i wish i would have done that better but yeah two seven there's kids with that have full ride scholarships on the table with the two seven i'm just like where's my love uh but yeah i don't know i wish i i wish i just would have kept emailing at a younger age because I started doing that uh, emails, Twitter and stuff as a sophomore, which is kind of young. You know, most sophomores don't start, but I definitely wish I would have done it at a younger age. Yeah, those are all fair and valid. And um, I guess you, you kind of talked about it a little bit, you know, as far as like you don't want to go super far away for school and and you want to have some scholarship money, which is absolutely valid. But I guess, are there other things that you'd be looking for in a school or a program? Or do you say that those two things are probably the most important to is like staying still kind of close to Colorado and then also being a, being afforded the opportunity to go to school? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, distance with the family definitely goes into that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm adopted. I'm adopted out of Houston and. I have two older brothers, one at the age of 35 and one at the age of 24. So you do the math on my parents. They're 70 and 73 years old. So I just mm-hmm. want to be there to take care of them if anything happens and not have to travel cross country. So I've been looking heavily into like CU, CSU, all the local schools, UNC, Nebraska, stuff like that. And I've been doing that since sophomore year. It just didn't really get the love. So I've, I've also been looking at JUCOs in Kansas. I have lots of family in Kansas, so I've never, never overlooked a JUCO. I'd love to go to a JUCO, get built into more of a beast in a unit, and have a good advisor, get that GPA just where I want it, and go on to another D1, hopefully, you know? That'd be cool. Hey, I, I think that, you know, based off of kind of where you said that you're at in the recruiting process, I, I think that'd be a great move for you. I don't know if you've listened to our JUCO episodes. It was episodes five and 10. And I know that one thing that Martin really talked about, he's one of my good friends, former offensive lineman at UNC. He started off at a JUCO and he said that something that was super good about going to a JUCO was the resources that you have academically. You know, you have a certain amount of hours that you have to be studying. You have the coaches that are constantly on you. And, you know, it's kind of like almost a refresh button on your GPA, right? Because it's like, yeah, you can graduate high school with like a 2.8 or whatever. But, you know, Martin said he goes to a JUCO and he plays like that year or two of football and he gets his GPA up to like a 3.6 or a 3.7. 
schools start to turn and look a little bit more. So I think that that's something to keep in mind, too, is that JUCO will also help you academically. And it's almost like academically speaking, you almost get like a refresh button a little bit. So I, I'm really glad that you have that kind of like foresight to to look at the opportunities that JUCO affords. And there might even be more than than what you think is what I'm saying. And I think that especially with like no no offers on the table. First off, you'll save money by going to a JUCO, especially with cost being a thing. You said you have family in Kansas, so I think that checks off some boxes. And I guess I'm taking a really roundabout way to say this, but I really like that for you. And I think that that'll afford you better opportunities down the road because I absolutely think you're a division one talent, whether that's at the FCS or even FBS level, once you are able to refine your acceleration and burst a little bit more. So I want to applaud you for for even looking at that as an opportunity. Yes, sir. Thank you. I think it'd be a good fit for me as well. You know, I really do. Absolutely. And um, I guess, you know, with it, this is a little bit hard to address, but I guess what is kind of like what are your goals heading forward as far as like football goes? Like, I, I know you're kind of talking about juco but it sounds like you're keeping your options a little bit open what what is like the ideal path for you or the most likely path and then how do you plan to achieve it my ideal path i don't know if there is one you know my ideal path kind of started back to sophomore year getting that d1 scholarship getting a full ride something any offer you know but at this point i i just want to play college football i want to show coaches that i can do it i want to go play D1 football and come kick CSU's butt for not recruiting me when I'm in their own town, you know? But, yeah, I co- playing college football has always been a dream of mine. And I'm not – this isn't my whole life. I want to be a physical therapist. I'm really into photography. I like other stuff. But going and playing college football would, would – it would just it'd make me so happy, you know? And – it's always been a goal of mine, so I'm trying to accomplish it, accomplish it, and when I'm there, I'm trying to make a difference and continue being a good player and striving for, for me, you know, and for my family. But after that, after college football, I don't know, being a physical therapist, that would be cool, you know. I could charge double the price for just saying I'm a college football player, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if I have an ideal path, but... I want to put myself into college and have fun playing football while doing it, get some education, come back and provide for the family. That's that's kind of ideal, I guess. Hey, th- those are admirable, admirable goals to have. And, uh, hey, UNC with a good SES program, recruit this kid. Holy cow. You imagine, imagine Sean Kidd and James Walker in the backfield? I mean, yeah. James Walker hasn't committed yet, but – you know, I think that's a that's an excellent one-two punch that gets you some big sky titles, Coach McCaffrey. So look into this guy. Well, I'm I'm a tag him in this too when we post it. Make sure oh, no. that it gets on his radar. But well, I, I guess I played against McCaffrey before, so I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess so. You have one semester left of high school, correct? Yes, sir, I do. So what advice would you give to high school athletes? Or, or, you know, student athletes going through high school and, and what to do leading up to their senior year and beyond, I guess. Surround yourself with people who have the same strives and goals that you have. And stay on top of those grades from day one because they are important. 
and high school is like <laughs> right now high school is very easy you know and be, even before the pandemic you know we're all online right now but like do your school it's pretty easy once you just get into it so once you do that handle your handle your little stuff first and then go on to worry about whatever you need to worry about but that would be my advice surround yourself with people that have the same goals and handle your stuff in the classroom hey that's sound advice and that's something that Simon and I try and preach on episodes, you know, and um, yeah, I, I think that it, it means more to hear it from somebody who's actually still in school than than two people who are out of school. But so we appreciate you sharing that, I guess. I, I kind of want to give you an opportunity to, you know, you, you said surround yourself with with the right kind of people. And I know that, you know, even though you're not in necessarily like the d1 spot that you want to be right now it sounds like you've enjoyed your high school experience quite a bit you love the sport of football it sounds like you've had a lot of i guess blessings on the way and i just want to give you some time to shout out anybody who's been important to your athletic career or even your life at this point and you know this could be friends family coaches or fellow players alike i just want to give you the time to to shout out some of those people that are important to you of course. Well, it always has to come down to the parents, you know. I wouldn't be the person who I am and the person who I am today with without my parents. They they are very strict um, and they they keep me straight and narrow and have my responsibilities straight. So I owe them the world and I will continue providing for them for my whole life. You know, that's that's what I want to do. It makes me happy to see them happy. So. I want to shout them out. They're they're my everything. And then I don't know. I have some friends that are some dogs. Caden, Caden Dollar, uh, Daniel Kelly, all of them. Those are those two linebackers. They go at it every day. One's from Fossil, one's from Rocky, and they've definitely pushed me to be harder. I have another rival at Fossil named Chris Bauerfeind, and he's gone through some unfortunate stuff with his with his legs and injuries, but. We've always been competitive. Even before we played football, we'd be competitive in these other sports. And to see him on, on the other side of the 50-yard line, I'm just standing across like, man, I can't wait to hit you. Like he's, I know he's thinking the same thing. It's just that's always been a brotherhood, you know. Those four guys that or three or four guys that I just mentioned, they, they've oh, we've kind of always had our small clique and competitiveness of rivalry. So that's it, yeah. Hey, that, that's a good cast to have. And uh, Simon, I want to give you a chance to ask up Sean any questions or follow-ups that you may have or provide advice. Yeah. So um, uh, honestly, I don't have a lot of questions. From what I hear, I think you just need a chance. And uh, from what I've seen, I really do think you just need a chance. Um, my, my advice that I give – so I'm a teacher and I'm a coach as well. And so I – was a student teacher over at Eden, and at the end of last year, you know, a bunch of kiddos asked me some questions about the next level and whatnot. And my like consistent advice, whether you know they're athletes or not, was was to bet on themselves, not be afraid to bet on themselves, right? Uh, because look, you know, if scholarship or not, obviously, if a scholarship comes up, take it because <laughs> it's a scholarship, right? But if it doesn't, you know, and hopefully it doesn't come to that, but let's just be real. If it doesn't, then, you know, don't be afraid to bet on yourself, you know, look at a program and be like, Hey, you know, 
I could beat out this guy, this guy, and this guy, and then get out there and be a dog. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> that's that's what it comes down to. Because at the end of the day, you know, we could talk politics and whatnot, but you know, if you hit that football field and you know you got a good coach out there and you show that you could do what you could do and um, you're better than some other guys, it becomes really hard to ignore that. You know, and I look, <laughs> I, I got to do a little bit of recruiting here. I'm not a scout or, or a recruiter from UNC, but I'd love to see you in a Bears uniform over at Northern Colorado play for McCaffrey. As of now, I know they've lost a couple running backs. Um, Milo Hall was the biggest one last year, and he was he was big time for us. And then we lost another backup, I think, this year, or we will this year because he'll be graduating. So, I think you'd be perfect at in a UNC offense, especially because I know you could catch and all that stuff. And Loki even, you know, I, I'd say work on some receiver stuff as well because I think you could be a pretty good receiver on the next level too, you know, like a Curtis Samuel, Debo Samuel type of guy, just a little bit shorter stockier, but you run like a running back, you run hard, and you make the most out of um, – out of your possessions and so i think that's something that i would like to see you in as well just honestly i mean cody could probably agree with me here we're both rooting for you and we think you deserve a spot on a d1 roster no doubt you know if d2 comes calling or juco that's cool too but d1 that's that's definitely where you're at it's just a matter of finding a good opportunity to go bet yourself on because that's what it comes down to you know uh, just betting on yourself and keep moving forward, not getting discouraged because, you know, things will happen. That's life. It was going to happen anyways. But you got to you got to, you know, know when to bet on yourself and take that take that leap of faith and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah, man, of course. And we'll uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if we could do some work out there for you, too. I know, Cody, he has some. uh yeah, some connects inside the UNC program between Sam Flowers and uh, Martin Ibarra, both guys who are graduating this year. So we'll see what we could do there because, well, obviously we want to see you succeed wherever. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but really that's that's all I got to say about, uh, about all this and that. And it was great talking to you, man. You as well, Simon. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, and uh, just, just want to throw out there, you know, timing is tough. Timing is, you know uh, – I'm not going to say it on the show, but you know the the saying on what timing is. And, um, you know, obviously heading into your senior year and then COVID hitting, it's just like, you know, it, it's one thing after the other. But it's all about how you roll with the punches. Uh, I like your outlook and your positivity. I think that, you know, those Same. are two traits and qualities that are going to carry you further than anything else in life where you're going to get knocked down. It's like, you know what? I'm going to get back up and I'm going to do this. So. And, uh, you know, you talked about some of your other passions that you have, such as photography and, you know, physical therapy. I think that those are both very admirable things to take part of, you know, artistically and then like helping people, too. So I think that, you know, even outside of the game of football, you have a lot going for you. And I think that you have a really bright future. And, yeah, I appreciate you coming on to the show. And I guess are there any lasting quotes or impressions that you'd like to say as we head to the outro? Um, no, no outro quotes or nothing like that, but Simon and Cody, thank you guys. I feel like I have a real connection here with you guys and we'll have to go out to lunch or something sometime. <laughs> Catch up. That'd be cool. Absolutely. Hey, and, uh, you know, Hey, follow my boy, Sean, he's on Instagram and 
Twitter? Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. Yeah, he's on, he's on Twitter. You can drop your handles right here so anyone who listens, they can go check them out. And you can also drop your phone number if you're willing to do that too. The, you know, the more exposure, the better. Yes, sir. Uh, my email is seankid29 at gmail.com. Twitter is seankid47. Instagram, seanphillipkid. And my phone number is 970-619-1668. Give this kid a call. He's going to do wonders for your program if he's a part of it. And if you don't get him, he might make you regret it if you face him on the schedule later. So, Thanks. But, Sean, thank you so much for joining us. And that does it for this interview on Playmakers Corner Podcast. Just want to give Sean a huge thank you for being our first request interview, actually. True. So thank you so much for doing that and helping us kind of navigate that plane. And we will catch you next time.